Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. It's been a very short winter break, but nonetheless, Formula One fans are delighted to have track action back today. The first day of the first test of the 2022 season. Well, officially, this is a shakedown, which is why there's no Sky TV coverage here, for instance. But the Autosport team are in Barcelona. I'm back in the studios in Richmond tonight, and we'll be bringing you podcasts every day this week with what we've been seeing and talking to the drivers and teams about with this whole new rule set and regulations changes. Joined on the podcast tonight for a look back at not only the first day of testing slash shakedown. Like I say, we'll get into that and why it's called a shakedown in a moment. But also, it's the first time that we really saw the secrets revealed of the Red Bull RB18. And so, in the second half of the podcast, we're going to get onto that properly and have a good look at that car and some of the things that we've seen just on the first day and give that some analysis. I'm joined on the podcast tonight by Jake Boxall-Leg, our technical editor, and also Hayden Cobb. He is the Autosport.com editor. Right, Hayden, kick us off, if you will. And actually, before we even get into talking about what it's like being in the paddock once again in the media centre and being in the F1 circus, talk us through what you guys are doing and just paint a picture for the listeners of the Autosport podcast about the kind 
kind of coverage that we're providing this year of testing here, Bahrain, and then leading into the first race. Obviously, you guys are out there. Alex Kalinorkis, our Grand Prix editor. Luke Smith, of course. Matt Q joins the Formula One team this year as well. Uh, just talk us through uh, what it's like and, and the kind of coverage that we're going to be making for our listeners, our viewers, our readers over the next few days and weeks. Yeah, so it's quite literally a five-a-side football team size. So we've got five of us here, Jake and I, of course, and as you mentioned there, Alex uh, and Luke Smith, and and of course Matt Q, who had been for a time obviously covering Formula E, and now is moving into the world of F1 from this season. Um, and it, it's basically full-on attack on this, as you say, test. That's not a test, but it's a shakedown. But they put it very uh, plainly, it is uh, a test. In, in every way it's sort of run in, in everything we've been familiar with there are no fans of course the, there's been cry, cry out for for it to be broadcast as well but uh, hopefully we're providing uh, enough coverage of, of this shakedown come test for the readers and the listeners and the, and the viewers however you uh, take on your, your autosport uh, media but uh, yeah full live text coverage on every single minute and everything before and after of the, of the test of three days uh, regular updates Twitter Q&A's of course the podcast that we're currently speaking on right now post day videos I've probably forgotten that TikToks there's there's going to be a few TikToks I've seen as well um so that's basically, and of course, the magazine. How could I even forget? I will be in trouble with, with Kevin Turner for forgetting, <laughs> forgetting them last. But um, yes, pretty much every base is covered that we could possibly think of for this, uh, for this week. And what was it like this morning? I presume it was you didn't go yesterday. You walked into the circuit this morning, crack of dawn, first thing. Um, what was that like, that atmosphere? That's right. So yes, we weren't allowed in uh, yesterday because well, a couple of teams are doing the filming, filming day and, and sort of private stuff. We could hear them we're lucky enough to be in a hotel that is literally next door to the circuit and when I was working from from the hotel I could hear the cars or a car go around the the circuit yesterday so that was actually quite quite a nice buzz and and turning up this morning lots of anticipation a little bit quiet as I said before because there are no fans often when I've been to these tests over the years even at that time in the morning there will be Formula 1 fans milling about uh, in the grandstands trying to have a look into the garages to get a first glimpse of the cars um, but of course there's none of that there so not that you're sort of teaming with fans for these sorts of tests in normal times but it does sort of it sort of missed that sort of attention and that buzz so yeah apart from that it felt very normal and then when we got cars on track and everything sort of felt very normal and very familiar and then for, for our listeners who like me were following from back in the UK with the Autosport live feed, which you two guys were in charge of today. And it was interesting looking at some of the pictures. Uh, one of our colleagues, Adam Cooper, posted a picture from, you know, top down, like you'd taken it from the media centre, as it were. Is that the access that we're allowed at the moment? How close can you guys get to the cars? Because there's a great piece on Autosport Plus from Alex Kalinorkis, our Grand Prix editor, who talks about walking around the circuit and watching the cars from corner to corner so is that something that they're restricting could you guys have done that if you were allowed and kind of what access in this coming out of covid time is formula one at uh with you guys it is as you say slowly getting back to normal of course they don't want to open everything up and uh, create <laughs> problems of of sort of 2020 scale but um yes pit lane is open journalists and, and media can get get down there obviously there's the, the various restrictions not to overload it otherwise everyone would just be sitting outside your red bull or your ferrari garage waiting for the car to come out and it would look a bit messy and probably quite dangerous but um yes so restricted on numbers purely from a safety point of view nothing to do with uh, covid necessarily 
Alex went trackside for for most of the day to to watch the cars in in the flesh. What people, what we all love love to do, and and see how they're behaving, where sort of where they're strong, where they're weak in these sort of early times. And um, yeah, very fascinating watching as, as if as if you were sort of. A photographer, that sort of area, or or part of the TV crew. Um, obviously, you're not literally track track siders, and you can't go high five Lando Norris when he's flying past turn one. But <laughs> if you had a long pole and you wanted to cause a lot of trouble, you probably could. But I, I highly recommend not doing that. Like the best access is often our colleagues at Motorsport Images. We're part of the same company, and like they they've got the tabards, they've got just the best access. So oh know, yeah, and they really be, be they really see see it all probably far more than we'll ever see because they know that <laughs> by and large they won't sort of reveal that the, the dirty secrets they don't want to be seen. But paddock itself also feels a bit more normal, I would say as well. There's still a combination of of your Zoom calls and you're you're not sort of going up to drivers and and physically sort of checking their hands, asking how they are. But it, it it's, it's as normal as it's ever been for pre, pre uh, like COVID times. I mentioned at the beginning as well, uh, Jake Boxall, Leg, our technical editor, this year wearing two hats because. Hey, I mean, we're just rinsing you for a little bit more. About 10 days ago, you were finishing up the Mexico E-Prix because you are our man at Formula E this year. And then, I mean, there was also some car launches as well, uh, which is keeping you on your toes. And then straight to Barcelona uh, to go and have a look at the cars. So Lando Norris, first car out and coincidentally topping the timesheets on day one as well. Uh, it was on the soft tyre, jumping ahead of the morning pace setter Charles Leclerc. Uh, his afternoon did feature a bit of a uh, Norris's afternoon, a bit of a wobble where he had to stop at the pit lane exit. Engine shut down or went into some protection mode, I think, and then the mechanics pushed him back to the McLaren garage. But otherwise, the point of this being classed as a shakedown, Sky not being there to cover it, was because was this going to be the hybrid era all over again? You know, one or two laps. You're around for that era. You're around now. It, it couldn't have been more different. Teams putting in hundreds of laps today. What was your what was your take on that reliability? Well, first of all, uh, yeah, as you said, coming from Formula E now, it's uh, weird to hear cars with noise. Um, <laughs> so it's been taking a little bit of getting used to. It's a combination of two things why this is classed as a shakedown and not as a, an official test. Testing has become its own animal over the last few years, and you've seen people clamouring for this, uh, for, for broadcasting, for this coverage. It's no longer, you know, the the four or five miserable cold days that teams did at Silverstone at seven in the morning or around Paul Ricard endlessly. It's no longer that. It's a spectacle. And that's something that Formula One has kind of, I don't want to say sold off, but Bahrain has paid quite a lot of money to host the official Formula One test. But also, there is that point of, was it going to be like 2014 again? We've got these brand new cars that are completely unrelated to anything that we, we've we had before. Um, but in reality, no, it wasn't ever going to be like that because the hybrid cars, that was the internals were completely different. Now, uh, you know, there is a very slight change to the fuel composition and very minor changes to powertrains, but they're fundamentally the same beast underneath. Maybe Formula One was a little bit cautious, but I also think money had its had its own role to play. I know, it's such a cliche, isn't it? The times mean nothing, but they do mean something. But on a day when Max Verstappen can finish ninth, two and a half seconds off of Lando, who was first. The times on day one are, are there 
because they're times and we we talk about them, but we don't read too much into them. I think what's more interesting is that reliability. Eight teams in total, eight teams completing over 100 laps. Red Bull second best on 147 laps and Ferrari showing their uh, their stability as well there and uh, their reliability today what was your impression of that because like i say you know light went green lando's there waiting and and off they go it's like the last couple of months never happened everyone is straight back into it mclaren completed the eighth highest tally of laps but they still got over 100 laps in um, the only two teams that actually had problems, to, well, bigger problems today, was, was Haas and Alfa Romeo for for varying reasons. Haas had a few uh, floor related issues in in the afternoon with Mick Schumacher. Um, uh, Nikita Mazepin sort of had a few issues as well and only got 20 laps in in the morning. Alfa Romeo had a, a few more issues. Uh, Valtteri Bottas. Um, I believe had a powertrain fault. I haven't actually checked those sorts of issues, but that's what testing is all about. It's about finding that reliability and it's the very first day. It's about trying to set your car problems to try and find out where it's weak, to try and break it essentially. So you'll put it through this run plan and you might turn the engine up high. You might turn it up down low just to sort of get this full spectrum of how the car works, where it works and where the problems lie with it. And that's why you'll see the big aero rakes and things like that as well, because they want to see how the car works in real time rather than in the simulations or on a laptop. So there's all of these things that teams need to do. And obviously not having the reliability from day one means that you can't run the full run plan that you want. But once you fix it, you know, you get a fundamental understanding of it of the problems then it's very rarely going to come back to bite you later on in the season so yeah it's it's a very long and arduous process and I remember back when I was in university I was part of my university's formula student team and uh, the first day of testing uh, the wing broke and on like the first lap so we were sort of just hanging around for a very long time because we couldn't get to do the running and that is it on obviously on a bigger scale that's the same in formula one in a moment, by the way, we'll come back and we'll talk about a couple of the cars that we got to see properly for the first time with JBL. And particularly, everyone wants to talk about the Red Bull because what we saw at its sponsored livery launch uh, wasn't as revealing as today. But Hayden, I want to talk to you about how generally the cars are looking to you in person um, when you see them. All the cars are going to behave slightly differently. And again, as our listeners know, with testing, different fuel loads, different run plans, like Max Verstappen was doing some long runs this afternoon, which could be entirely different to, you know, to somebody else. Uh, but for the rest of us stuck back here in the UK, or at least not at the circuit, um, how do the cars actually look in real life? Now you've seen them all together and they are the real thing. Gotta say, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, like you said, the, the fears and certainly the renders that we saw that weren't were the cars, but weren't the cars. There was sort of concerns that there would be subtle differences, but very, very similar at least to start with. But it's, it's immediately clear on 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 track, and and you get them from a three sixty degree angle in in terms of in the flesh that there's there's clear design uh, differences, sort of paths that each team's gone down, and we know that that means that some are going to get it spot on and some are going to get get it very very wrong and I, I guess like it just I guess not only from a, a visual sense but the, the bits and pieces that you see on the car that flash by at high speeds instantly noticeable who is who is on what and what they're sort of working on and yeah incredibly sort of fascinating from our my 
admittedly limited uh, vantage point, I guess, to, to, to the listeners to this, probably a lot more than the most. But um, uh, Alex, like we said earlier, who went sort of trackside and, and saw them from there. So he said, yeah, instantly, I think we're with the TV cameras that will pick them up, obviously, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, it will look spectacular he said they look almost menacing uh when they're together in like a pack because um what i yeah basically what i found quite fascinating as well today was a lot of the drivers were quite keen on on getting close to each other not in an aggressive sense or that but literally following each other to see how these cars were would behave in in dirty air or indeed sort of as as the lead car because a lot of that was talked about a lot of theories and and hopefully they want them closer together in in racing and not sort of hurt by the aero and yeah they were just just fully going for it there was plenty of times you were seeing likes of a snap and following a, a Haas and a williams and then vice versa and uh, there was there was a great moment in the afternoon of, of science signs was it for signs of a snap they basically were like nose to tail for a good 10 minutes solid and they even came into the pits together and started. it was like it was was like you're watching sort of a, a race uh, it was it was brilliant um so yeah overall really really impressed um and and i guess it's obviously aided by the the strong reliability in running with um with the exception of Haas and yeah and Alfa Romeo fully fully um sort of impressive <laughs> running by by the, the other teams um and i guess that sort of comes down to like you say, the, the bits that normally go wrong in terms of limiting running um, have largely been carried over. But yeah, the, a lot of it <laughs> that didn't break would also help yeah. that cause. As uh, as rule sets mature, cars will inevitably converge. But at the minute, it's the first time that all of these cars have hit the track at the same time. What was it like seeing some of the different interpretations of the rules? Now, look, there are no wild interpretations of the rules but i think compared to the past few years for any followers of formula one there's going to be more for us to explain some more interesting things to to point out what was it like seeing them all was there enough to catch your interest as it were to think oh wow that's how they're doing this or is it still a little bit hidden for example i saw some people today saying that the mercedes was a very simple interpretation of their car in other words what JBL just said, like, get out, make sure it's all working and that they're not showing their true colours until Bahrain. So how do the cars look from that perspective in terms of alike or different? Yeah, I think I think that's very fair to say in terms of the Mercedes looking simple. And that's not that's not sort of a, a criticism necessary. I, I would fully uh, expect as time goes and potentially probably the next test and indeed first race, it will suddenly look a lot less <laughs> simple. Um, yeah. they, they very much find this spec base baseline and then build upon that rather than trying to overcomplicate and put lots of uh, very difficult bits to manage on all at once. Um, conversely, like you say, going down that path, the, the Haas um, certainly looked like one of the most sort of developed cars. Now, we know that they basically scrapped all 2021 development just to focus on this year. So that is a little bit expected. Um, but... Yeah, that car looks looks incredible, and I guess if you put all the cars sort of going in in, in their various development directions and and sort of strands, if they'll all come out like that, that it'll be they'll be sort of beautiful pieces of machinery to look at and and very very delicate. Which then gets towards the the problem of if they come around too delicate, and then you suddenly pick up a little bit of damage and it wrecks the whole whole thing. 
that that could be another problem but we'll we'll come to that bridge uh, when we need to but um in terms of the the, the technical aspect I, I mean i'm de- definitely going to hand over to somebody who's far more <laughs> intelligent and clued up on that sort of thing in terms of the directions on that i mean he did write a piece about it uh, just just today so yeah I, I'll, I'll happily hand over on that front lots of people are really interested in the real red bull uh, we'll come back in a moment and talk about that Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So yeah, JBL as our technical editor uh, here at Autosport, uh, would the real Red Bull please stand up? We finally get to see what is a pretty aggressive interpretation of some of the rules. I guess, you know, from a, my perspective, a fan's perspective, I definitely want to ask you about the the side pods. That undercut looks certainly pretty interesting. What are the design highlights of the Red Bull that you spotted that readers can have a look in your article and that you want to talk about now? Well, I think we we should probably start with those those side pods actually, because um, obviously when it came out of the garage, it was yeah, it was a huge huge undercut under, underneath the uh, the front side pod inlets, and side pod has has been surprisingly a massive part of where the cars have diverged uh, for 2022. You know, you look at Ferrari and you and to a lesser degree Haas, and they've gone for these big sort of high sided side pods, Mercedes and to a lesser extent, McLaren have sort of gone for something that was more conventional over the last couple of years with the very tight rear end. And and now we've got Red Bull with this massive undercut. And I think the majority of this is all about trying to get the most out of the floor as they possibly can with these Venturi tunnels that the underfloor now has. As we know on a previous podcast, it's incredibly difficult to explain something <laughs> when you require yeah. a, a very visual medium. These are generating probably the majority of the car's downforce they're so so important to draw even more downforce out of and so if you're changing the pressure distribution over the top of the floor for example you're activating the floor a little bit more if you're changing the you know the geometry of the 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 edge of the floor um so if you look at the red bull for example there's a couple of little cuts in it and bits and pieces um uh, there's a point where it sort of has like a corner like like last year's floors did when when they they cut them down these are all things that are going to help seal the floor and these are all things that are going to help airflow drift outwards as well to protect the floor even further so what you're doing there is you're trying to keep as much fast moving air moving through the floor and therefore you're getting a lot of downforce that way um so that's one of, of the interesting things about this this side pod uh, warfare, if you like, is that teams have found different ways of doing that and also sending airflow to the back of the car as well. Because if you have this big undercut, 
the airflow passing across the front of the side pod doesn't have as far to move to go to the sort of what we call the coke bottle region at the rear of the car you can also see that with the ramps over the top of some of the side pods as well where teams are literally just shunting air down that part of the car so it's hugely hugely important to get this floor working and you know develop the suction that these venturi tunnels need and what about the cooling requirements of these cars? Because I've seen some pretty small-ish brake ducts. I mean, front, the rears anyway, are done with the energy recuperation. The Red Bull had quite a big airbox above it. There seems to be some different interpretations of how to keep the various parts cool. Red Bull added some some uh, some slots, some cooling slots to the top of their car. Are the teams at this stage still figuring stuff out or have they got a pretty good idea of things i mean i mean for a start what's the temperature there where you are today the pictures look nice but so what what temperatures are they working in for a start well it's, it's around sort of 15 16 degrees so it's relatively clement uh it's probably sort of ideal conditions for running because it's not too hot but the thing is and this is something that we saw with Alpine last season is they wanted to make the side pods as small as possible so they shoved a load of the cooling uh, parts, the, the radiators and, and intercooler and various other bits and pieces into the sort of centre line of the car and so that's why the airbox was so huge. And, and you're seeing that from a few cars actually. You know, Williams is another example that has sort of adopted that this year and Red Bull is another one to ensure that it gets that massive undercut. But then you see the complete flip side of that and you see Ferrari with its big side pods and you see Alfa Romeo mm. with quite big side pods and they've got a really, really tiny roll hoop engine cover section obviously standing from the outside i don't personally know which is the best one mm. but it's really interesting to see how these teams come up with a completely different opposite solution to what is essentially the same problem and then just a little bit on those fins as well that's something that's now allowed within these regulations uh, they were pre-2009 uh, but with the bodywork simplification they were got rid of and now they're back so having those sort of gills those fins those little slots whatever you want to call them um helping you know direct the hot air out of the car it means that you don't have that massive flared sort of tail of the car um it is kind of interesting to see some of the teams still using that but it's also you know you see like the the aston martin for example it's got these big side pods and big gills but the rear end is very very tight so yeah very very interesting to see lots of different solutions and in terms of one of the most recognisable parts of, uh, you know, the, of a single-seater race car for any of our fans that may be new to Formula One after the incredible year we had last year, they'll look at those things like the rear wing, like one of the things that stands out. It's the big sponsor logo. Uh, people talk about the, the DRS on commentary all the time, so attention goes to it. But it seems that at least on day one, l- less innovation in that area. Now, wh- why is that? Is that teams are hiding something? Is it because the regulations are very prescriptive? Have we not seen it? Or am I getting that interpretation wrong just from the coverage that I've seen in terms of the rear wings? No, no, no. They are very prescriptive. There is some variation into how they can sort of actually use the main plane, for example. Um, Red Bull, for example, is very, very straight main plane. Uh, a couple of other teams are sort of putting a spoon shape in the middle. So they're focusing their downforce on the central portion of the car. But when it comes to the front and rear wings, a lot of the time, sure, it's about producing downforce, but it's also about having the balance as well. If you produce loads of downforce out your rear wing and your front wing's doing absolutely nothing, uh, your car's just going to be absolutely rubbish in terms of handling. So you've got to have the balance between the two. But what I think is going to be interesting to see later on in the season is how teams deal with 
rear wings for high downforce than rear wings for low downforce with these new regulations because they're essentially end plateless in a way they loop around and then back down into the beam wings um and it is not like a structure we've ever seen before either so it is going to be really fascinating to see how all of these teams respond to respond to that need for each track i want to talk to you about driving style have we got any clues yet as to how this new philosophy of generating the downforce underneath the car with these Venturi tunnels and going back to the ground effect is going to affect how the cars are driven and maybe how some of the driving styles are going to have to be adapted in terms of braking points. Are they the same? Is it um, is it different to last year? And also how the drivers are attacking low-speed corners and also high-speed corners as well because with a lot of downforce underneath the car, we're looking for some drama and, and potentially some very high-speed high speed corners, if that makes sense. But again, the inverse with the low speed, where it could look a little bit pedestrian. What are your first impressions after day one on that? Well, funnily enough, this is a question that was asked to Lando Norris, and he didn't really want to say a whole lot because he didn't really <laughs> want to give away uh, how he of was adapting not. his driving style, uh, <laughs> which is a little bit cheeky. But it's kind of understandable in the same sense because yeah these cars are different and I think another thing to add into that sort of uh, all of the things you have to consider is weight as well these cars are a lot heavier as well and Charles Leclerc said that these cars are a little bit more ponderous and and a little bit more you know difficult to deal with Lando Norris did say as well they're a bit more sluggish so that's uh, another consideration but having spoken to to Alex earlier about what he saw at the side of the circuit you know he said that you know through the the sort of medium to high speed sections especially the you know the long radius corners i can imagine like turn three for example it's going to be absolutely spectacular to watch them just absolutely clinging on for dear life uh such harsh uh such fast bit speeds but equally it's going to look really really rubbish in the final sector because we know that when you know when we come to barcelona i i absolutely hate that chicane at the end of the at the end of the lap and the cars have always looked rubbish going through there but now it's going to look supremely rubbish because you don't have the airspeed going underneath the floor and so everybody's going to be sort of on absolute tenterhooks just trying to get it threaded into the corner and especially because the cars are so low down as well you've got those sausage curbs on the exit and they're just going to sort of almost try and avoid them just to not lose that downforce as they're coming out of that final corner so it's going to be in circuit in, in circumstances like that really really rubbish i'm sort of interested to see how monaco will end up ground effect cars around monaco back in the 80s it wasn't until you you know you had your foot basically flat to the floor that you were actually getting some downforce but you can't really do that until you've you know you've got downforce so it's a real catch-22 situation yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how they do uh, in in that regard as well hayden let's go back to you and talk about your highlights you guys were both doing our um our, our live commentary on autosport.com today what were some of the highlights for you that you would like to uh, to talk about that we haven't mentioned already some of the teams and as our boss kevin uh, our chief editor said recently uh, what this rule set will probably do will mean that the fast teams stay fast and the slow teams probably stay quite slow he wasn't predicting all the balls being thrown up in the air and and we would probably say that from first impression Alfa Romeo and Haas not the best of days Red Bull Mercedes Ferrari probably quite a good day but what do you reckon yeah you're you're probably right there and, and Kevin's infinite wisdom is is not far off day one if you just take it 
purely and simply as it is, yeah, you've got to say the combination of McLaren and a Ferrari and a Red Bull and a Mercedes were the, 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 the leaders of, of the pack. And as you say, they're those that have struggled. Alpha and, and Haas have got work to do. And then you, you feed in the, the other teams in the midfield, which obviously isn't too much of a, a dissimilar picture to to last year. Still incredible um, and, and credit goes to, to all teams of what they were able to do today in terms of the laps and the consistency. Not a single red flag there was only obviously a very very brief pit lane exit closing and that was for yeah a few seconds that you mentioned at the top of the the chat and um there was i think even the snappers only caught Verstappen going off uh wide through a gravel trap but not necessarily out of a, a an issue or a problem just just skirted over it and and carried on so yeah not not too much drama or or, or pain or frustration to, to talk about just yet i think everyone's finding finding their feet as they were and, and with those laps they'll definitely be pushing on a bit the things that may have did go wrong um the transponders on a couple of the teams decided to pick different drivers who were driving uh, apparently mick schumacher began the install lap for Haas, it was in, in fact uh, Mazepin, and it changed after two sectors, which was entertaining, as if he parked up at the end of uh, sector two and, and, and Nikita Mazepin got in. Uh, and then a similar thing at the start of or, or the afternoon period, uh, Esteban Ocon was apparently driving for Alpine and, and, and for a number of laps. And it was to the point where we had to check, even with uh, one of the team's photographers, to, to make sure actually who is in that car and he got got a shot of it looked at the helmet no that's definitely Fernando and the team were like yeah so they, it was it was like almost 19 20 laps recorded by the timing screens that said Ocon was in it and uh, they did an amusing bit on uh, social media of, of him pointing at himself driving even though it was uh, Alonso so uh, I guess yeah the only thing that really went wrong uh, was was the timing screens were slightly askew with but um, testing is testing so that I'm sure they'll get that on top of that tomorrow What's the plan for day two and, and heading into day three? How, how are we going to do our also sport shakedown? What's, uh, what's the team doing tomorrow? More of the same in terms of development and, and seeing what, what comes up. I'm, I'm very curious to see if any teams use this shakedown to, to experiment new bits. I mean, they're all going to be using new bits, of course. But in terms of a couple of years ago, obviously, the, the DAS on the Mercedes that's now outlawed, that sort of sprung up mid, mid-test. mid you, you could get funny and uh, incredible innovations like that that, that might, might come out of uh, the woodwork. We'll see. Um, but like you say, everyone's find, finding their feet, get to know the cars, a bit, a bit more of the same, uh, a bit more push for performance um, and, and see, what, see what the day brings, really, because... There's the greatest lay plans you could lay out and say, right, we'll do X, Y, and Z for today, uh, focusing on, on these teams or these particular things. But if somebody goes and accidentally throws it at a wall 10 minutes before the end of the day, that, that sort of takes the the focus a little bit. So we're always looking for, for breaking news, breaking stories, and see what, what comes off it. So it's best to, to keep the eyes firmly on it, um, on all, all the social media channels and on the website uh, for, for the latest news, really. We absolutely will be following, as always, tomorrow on autosport.com. If you're a Plus member, uh, you can check out Alex's brilliant piece on Autosport Plus as he wanders around the track in the uh, Barcelona sunshine and uh, talks about how the cars even sound differently, how the aero surfaces are making the cars sound different. It's really fascinating, actually, uh, to read. And JBL, I'm sure your piece is fascinating. I just haven't had a chance to read it yet. So uh, that, that, as soon as I've edited this podcast, that will be my, ne- my next job. Uh, but the secrets revealed in Red Bull's belated RB18 unveiling uh, by Mr. Jake Boxall. Let go. 
and have a look at that on Autosport. Plus, we'll be here every day with news from the team. But in Spain to watch testing. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The world is waiting, waiting for new thinking, for bold ideas that embrace a globally connected community, working together to create a better future for all. And that future, it can be found here at UC Riverside. Here, you'll join a community where diversity equals vitality, where support and empowerment lifts spirits and propels ideas forward. Fearless, innovative, connected. UC Riverside. Bold hearts, brilliant minds. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.